It is Tuesday night, December 13th, 2022. Special Boiler Breakdown episode coming at you tonight. I'm Tanner Lane along with my co-hosts Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler as we finally get to talk about Purdue's new head football coach. That was announced today, Ryan Walters. Divas coordinator, former Divas coordinator from Illinois, is the 37th head football coach in Purdue University's program history. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the hire? Or should, well, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. When it was dropped today, how were you feeling at the time? Uh, a, I, was, I was a little underwhelmed, um, but I don't think that's – anything that's wrong with him. I think just more of, you know, us all three, you know, reading the message boards, reading Twitter, all that, like you see, we names. knew better. We knew better. We knew what, <laughs> yeah, we knew way better. You know, like it was crazy how tight lipped this hire was. Unbelievable. I don't, yeah, I don't really remember the, the Brom hire. Cause I, I, I wasn't on the message boards and I, you know, Tanner, you were probably more in tune than the, than the other two of us. You know, I, I had like, I just started following bold, bold sports at that point when I think when Brom got hired. So like, I really, you know, I wasn't reading anything about it. So, this was my first coaching search where I was like in the thick of it every day. Um, and you, know, you see people think they know something, you kind of fall into the trap of like, Oh, they have to know something like they're saying too many, you know, it could just be just some rando <laughs> just posting stuff and you fall into, you know, this name, this name, this potential hire, you know, you're reading the, the Kalen DeBoer names and that gets me really excited. Um, and then when it's not any of those, you kind of get disappointed, but I think, I mean, just since from it was announced to tonight, I think it was probably the Mockaby video that came out. Like, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what he can do. I think a lot of it probably be reserved for to see what he does with the coordinator positions. I think that's gonna be kind of the, especially with young coaches, can be make or break. Um, but I'm definitely warming up to it a lot more than I was at 10 a.m. whenever it was this morning when they announced it. Uh, same way, whether because they said all the speculation online that Purdue's gonna make a big splash, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, outside of those message boards. It has been very positive. I mean, the whole media, everybody's really, really likes the hire. I mean, every, all the obviously Illinois hates to lose him, mm-hmm. which is usually a good sign. <laughs> everybody that really, I mean, a lot of everybody outside of the football program, like, yeah, absolute home run. Like, he's going to be up and comer, 36 years old. I think mm-hmm. finalist for the coordinator, coordinator of the year, defensive court, Art Bryles War. He right? was coordinator of the year. I think he, he was, was coordinator of the year, but he's up yeah. for, yeah. Um, yeah, so same. I think at the time I was like, uh, hoping well, I didn't know who. I mean, no, yeah, it's not. Not wasn't going to be, whatever Shane Beamer or somebody, but um, <laughs> not realistic. All that stuff that was out speculated. But had we nine days ago when it was like, oh, you can have like the best coordinator in the Big Ten. He's thirty six years old and very. He's going to be like I don't know. I think Brian Newbert compared him to Marcus Freeman, kind of mm-hmm. like at Cincinnati before we got the Notre Dame head coaching job. So it's like, yeah, everybody knew he was going to be a star and it just yeah. timing worked out. So I think part of my reservation too was, I think just cause you know, coming from Brom, like I wanted in my mind, I wanted someone who was going to have an explosive offense. You know, I obviously, you know, I, you know, I love good defense and stuff, but you know, kind of in the modern age of college football, you know, I'd much rather watch a, you know, 47 to 42 game than a 17 to 16 game in which we were accustomed to seeing sometimes in the big 10 with whether it be illinois or iowa whoever it may be um but at the end of the day if we win it's really all like all i care i remember going back to the brahm hire i was like i don't care if we give up 42 points as long as we score at least 43 points sort of thing like you know with brahm it was all you know all offense no defense and his first year he proved that they had I mean, he did wonders with the defense with nick holt and all of them so Again, going back to what I said, I think the, the offensive coordinator hire is going to be the huge one. Yeah, we got some comments coming in here. Uh, Thad Mooney on Facebook says he's not going to know what to do at work tomorrow without a hiring speculation every seven minutes from myself. Just try to keep you in the loop there, Thad. Just try to keep you in the loop. Hopefully we don't have to do this for a while. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew, did you even work the last week? I'm not even sure. Uh, it was – <laughs> yeah, of course I did. It, it, it was unbelievably stressful. Uh, yeah. Boiler Max here on YouTube said Beamer wasn't that unrealistic. His current salary is only two to three million. Kleeman and DeBoer were probably out of reach. See, I, I'm going just off this one and not make me that one, but I think that whole the mindset, which I was listening to the Boiler Sports podcast the other day, and they made a good point because I thought the same thing too of like, when I saw DeBoer's buyout was 10, 12 minutes, I was like, oh, that's that's a lot, you know, especially for a school like Purdue, who's, you know, not just out to blow money just because. But I was like, 
Probably before that. You could you could spend that one. You could get you can get a Drew Brees. You could get a Kevin someone to donate. Maybe not Kevin someone because he was trying to get the job, but <laughs> someone like you know, that yeah. to, to donate the money. And you can add that onto the back of his contract as a buyout. It's okay if you're gonna. This is exactly what they said. It was like you know if it's 15 million, you know his first five years his buyout's 15 million on that. So it's like you're gonna get your money back regardless at some point, most likely unless you fire him, then you're out. But I think I'm not sure that the buyout was. I hope it wasn't a big deterrent. I think I heard more. I mean, DeBoer had only been there, what, a year? Um, if we even – I'm not sure if it was ever came out that we actually truly talked to him or offered him. But I mean, it probably was just a call, and he says thanks, but no mm-hmm. thanks. And yeah, I mean, kind of like Brom in 2018. Like he, only, he only been here for two years, wasn't the right time. Kind of the same thing could be with DeBoer. Like, he just got there. You know, they're going to an incredible bowl. They had an incredible season. They're getting their quarterback back, who could be a Heisman finalist next year. Like he had a lot to be a lot to leave behind. Yeah, and, and with the playoff coming up soon, you win ten games at Washington Pac-12, you're in probably. So yeah. A um, few more comments here from Carl on YouTube said Jeff Brom coached seventy games. That is fourth place all time at Purdue. That amazes me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Six years and four bowl games and then plus some Big Ten championship games. So, and one of the seasons was COVID, so you can really kind of throw that one yeah, out. Not reality. too many coaches made it to six years in Purdue's mm-hmm. history. Chris, how, on fast you- it, how fast it went, too. Chris here on YouTube said, yeah. how fun was that 8,000-plus thread on Knucklehead Central, though? That was pretty entertaining. It was fun. Until you, you did look at it for three hours, and you had like eighty pages to to, yeah. to rifle I'm, through. So like, I'm I just sure didn't get shut shots. down. Yeah, I think the there was a few didn't... people that got blocked, but oh, I was yeah, surprised okay. a lot more didn't get blocked that did. Yeah, yeah, that was like I've been read. Look at him, like I have forty pages. I have to go through. Thank God, Andrew sending some screenshots. I was like, I'm, I'll get the highlights because I'm just a lot of this is just. But that guy was full of crap. So yeah, just a lot of it was. Fun. Of course, it is amazing. It's amazing the details he came up with, though. Oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, but it, those some some of those guys made themselves already knucklehead legends on the on three site. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the fact that I mean, yeah, I remember going back to like you know, I know me personally, I know Andrew too. We're kind of newer to the knucklehead board, and just they you know we joined after we Ohio State in twenty eighteen, but like these like thousand point or thousand post vigils to like get Trey Kaufman ran or try and get Nigel Pack. Like I feel like that took like days to get. And like in day one, we were at like 2,500 posts on this on one thread. Granted it helps when you can join for a dollar at this point, which is right. Yeah. Right. Creates a lot so of how money. many, that's what I'm curious. Like how many of those people were like one person, but had like five profiles, <laughs> five right. bucks. Yep. Having a conversation yep. with themselves. Yeah. How many were IU trolls that joined for just a dollar, just to throw yeah. some rumors out there. Um, Chris said uh, he knew it was BS all along, but it was fun to speculate. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. yeah it was, it's like at first it was kind of like there's no way, but then everyone kind of kind of jumps on. It's like kind of hey, bought in because they, like, they didn't want to believe Tom's yeah. list. Yeah, Let's like, be honest. If, oh my gosh, yeah. What if this is true? Then like this would be incredible. And then as fun as that is, like when it doesn't happen, that's when you get the people you know calling for Babinski's job already before. Yeah. He's been, been the coach for a day. Boiler Max has a couple good comments here. This one's for you, Andrew. Uh, uh you can hear that. <laughs> uh, he's he's uh, he's struggling. I didn't know. I didn't think you could hear that. Wow. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. He's not too pleased with the coaching hire. Maybe today. <laughs> um, he Boiler wants to Ma- participate in the conversation. He wants to give his thoughts. <laughs> there you go. Boiler Max, good th- good thought here. Good point. Uh, he said Kansas State and uh, Washington have clear paths to the college football playoff at this point because of their in-weaker conferences. They're top dogs once Oklahoma, Texas, USC, and UCLA yeah. leave, which o- Oklahoma and Texas are trying to move that date up to join the SEC from 2025 to 2024 now. So, mm. yeah, we're going to th- see things shift quite drastically in two years. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, especially when the Peyton Bree speculation started coming up. Yeah, that one was that was like, it kind of scared me. Honestly, I was a little scared about that one. I I, I had a I mean I I guess never say never, but I was ninety nine percent sure Sean Payton was going to be on any college sideline. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of NFL jobs open, and I was like, wanting to trade you know, the Saints first round pick for him. I thought the same thing, but I was like. But Breeze can be a hell of a salesman. I'm sure he could talk him into it, you know, especially like, as, as close as they are. It's like, yeah, was like what Sean if I was like, I was rusty. Like, he needs a little bit to get back into it. One year, yeah. Breeze is his offensive coordinator. 
It could happen. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought Office Coordinator up, though, because the Boiler Max here on YouTube and a lot of people on Twitter, we asked for comments and questions. A lot of people wanted to know about the next Office Coordinator. Boiler Max says Office Coordinator hire is key. It'll be interesting to see uh, who we get through the portal, too, or who he gets through the portal. Mm-hmm. I, are you surprised there wasn't more? I mean, obviously there were, I think, five recruits that decommitted that were Southern Kentucky. I know there were a couple of defensive ends from Kentucky and then the running backs. I think one was Ohio. I, I think they both did. And then one was like Georgia that I think it even came out that they were probably going to be tougher holds, even if Brown had stayed. Mm-hmm. But are you surprised? I think other than one Spencer Holstead, that was the only portal entry that I'm aware of that I remember. So are you surprised there haven't been the last week and a half that this has been going on? It seems like weeks. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd lose more. Um and maybe we'll still lose a couple, I'm sure, but a lot of the guys everybody was worried about, the Brady Allen's, Devin Mockaby, Nick Carraways. Uh, Nick Carraways, they've Just pledged their running. support for uh for Ryan Walters, which is great. Yeah, especially so, I mean, especially after yesterday's where Hagen was gone, that's when that's when I got worried. So like uh, when he hadn't announced, he was okay, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe he's you know going to stay on, which I'm sure. I mean, it was kind of reported that you know he I think he wanted to stay at Purdue, but I mean, I get it. You know, Jeff definitely had the upper hand there because you know he could offer something. Where Purdue was kind of like, we want you to stay, but we don't really know. You know, given the coach and all that right. stuff, like he wants to bring his guy and. um so yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't wait forever for an answer. Yeah, which I get. And then whoever he brought, then it's then he's kind of like, well, do I is even someone I want to work with? So. Right. And so when he left, I was like, oh boy, I, that's when I had the nightmare of like Caraway, Strickland, you know, all these guys just defecting uh, down I sixty five to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's, I'm, I'm kudos to those guys for. I mean, I think it also helps too with some of these guys are Indiana guys, so they you know maybe have some ties. Caraway was. Texas, right? Yeah, he, he was came Texas, like, like specifically yeah. because Hagen like recruited him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Strickland, his mom went to Purdue with we know and Breeze was there, so he's got some connection there. But still, I think that also helps with some of these commitments for 2023. That you know we have the guys from Carmel, the Westfield kids. So I think that'll help retain at least this class until um, you get some guys in the door. But yeah, I was surprised we didn't have as many. We didn't have as many as I thought we would have, especially right away. Uh, Chris here, another good point, and one that's really starting to get to me a little bit here. He says, sounds like there's going to be some academic casualties. Brahm and the lack of discipline strikes one last time. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we don't know the number. It sounds like quite a few guys, especially on the so defense side of the ball. There, How much of that is speculation still like the Shane Beamer rumors, or is that actually coming from? I mean, Tom said, actual, I think Tom, Tom, Tom okay. it says something about there's going to be some, well, again, he even, he, even he said, like, there's a lot of speculation that we're going to have some, and it's like, it's like all on defense too, which mm-hmm. is, great um but yeah that's i mean we can't talk about our last pod tan about you know i don't really have hard feelings for brahm at all i get what he did um and it was you know in his mind in his mind the right time but yeah kind of going to i think brian newbert did a good article today about like you know as good as we were you know there was a lot of as we saw this year again like the um syracuse game you know even the penn state game where discipline was not what it could be and i think just kind of reading what i we have about walsh i think that could be they could definitely take it up a notch and hopefully again goes back to the uh, classroom too. And because Brown won't have to worry about academic issues in Louisville, we'll just say that. <laughs> no, no, not so at all. Kind of going, do you think that swayed Babinski to go to a guy toward like Walter? So, I mean, someone that we talked a lot about the last week, like Jamarcus Shepard, similar, same age, up and coming coordinator. I don't think he's ever really called plays or been like an official coordinator. Like, that's been the main difference, I think, is Walters has been a defensive coordinator for four years, maybe. I think he was, yeah, at, he was, at, he was at Missouri, Missouri right. for a few years and then mm-hmm. Illinois. So versus Shepard has only been a co-offensive coordinator, a passing game coordinator or something. That's yeah. the only experience. And I remember I kind of, we were talking about it, like if we're going to hire a coordinator, it's like, okay, I'd go with Shepard because we all really like Shepard and know yeah. his personality. But obviously Walter seems like he's going to be uh, yeah, disciplined. So bringing that more, that just the discipline that may have been mm-hmm. lacking. Seems yeah, like. leader, leader of men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bobinski even was quoted saying that, too. Uh, um, Boiler Max uh, said, uh, Walters is 36 notable uh, coaches under 40 who did well this year. Dan Lanning, uh, Oregon, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame, and Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. Yep. 
It, Mark's it, got, a rough, got a rough start, but he, he definitely he got it, he got it yeah. going. He, he got got him to eight and four, uh, which a lot of people predicted eight and four, nine and three at start of the season. They just didn't think mm-hmm. they'd lose to to Marshall at home and uh, Stanford at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he, but he got them going. So, and, and you know, it's it, it might be tough sledding for Ryan next year at Purdue. It's a tougher schedule. Um, no cupcake games, even in the in the non-conference. You open up with the Mountain West champs of Fresno State, then you go to Virginia Tech, then you host Syracuse. You also have Ohio State at home on the schedule and at Michigan. So it, it's going to be tough sledding. On top of but, that, it's a complete roster turnover for the yep. new quarterback. Ooh, regardless, yeah. Or yeah. Portal yeah. or Alamo or, or, or Allen. Yep. You lose your best wide receiver. Between the two of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have your best Yeah, and your best receiver coming back is coming as a guy who will be coming off of knee surgery and missing essentially an entire year if he's even healthy. I hope Brock's healthy. So it's definitely going to be, it could be a what you might anticipate, maybe almost what we thought like the first year Brock might be, but before he kind of surprised us. But yeah, I think and that's be, what just like sign just the just something like even like that yeah. first year with Brown where we had very low expectations, and then the first game was. Lucas Oil, Louisville, and competitive. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, against was Lamar Jackson. Was he coming off the Heisman at that point? Yeah, or yes, yeah, he was. Like, oh god, he's gonna torch him. And yeah, yeah. So, like I said on Twitter, a lot of questions about people want to know who we think the next OC could be. Evan, your dad was wondering if it could be Drew Brees. Um, <laughs> some people, a lot. Jamarcus Shepard questions. Uh, one question: How about uh, uh, Leonard for defensive coordinator? Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, some people wondering if Hagen could still be uh, swayed to come back. Thoughts on on those? Coordinator, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, buddy. I was I'm probably what you're going to say. I'm holding out hope that Jamarcus can be the offensive coordinator. I was going to say Hagen, Hagen actually. I was like, I'm yeah, hoping that Hagen could be like Brown. Never mind. I like this guy. I'm coming back. Say, <laughs> is, is the contract signed? Is the big question. He's um, got his buyout's probably like hundred yeah. k. Like Purdue will float that. Walters will pay that if he wants. Is it a verbal commit or is he signed a letter of intent? That's the that's the real question. Um, I've been approved by the board probably. Like <laughs> Walters' contract technically hasn't been approved by the board. Yeah, the, the contract yeah. details will come out tomorrow. The noon press conference, introductory press conference. So. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what the it's it's reported it's going to be a five year deal. But I'm anxious to see what the salary is. I'm anxious to see what the assistant salary pool is. I think that's going to be key. I think um, I mean with him being a new coach, you, I you've got to think we're going to go lower. I mean probably you know we're not going to obviously be paying him what five five what Brom was making or whatever it was. Right. Um, um, so I would probably guess maybe somewhere in the three range. What is- Three, you know three, what Brown started at when he came over from Western Kentucky? What is like three and a half? I thought four? it was so because what, what Hazel was two because I thought at the time that was like a huge deal for Purdue to be paying a football coach two million dollars. Um, I thought Brown was around three, so maybe he could maybe be up in that four range. Um, but I feel like if you know whatever money you're not paying him, you could put into the. Jeff's was a little over three on December sixteenth, okay. twenty sixteen. Base salary of uh, three hundred thousand and a three million uh, thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three million dollars supplement stipend annually. Okay, yeah, I think we're probably going to see something similar. Probably, I would say, I'd say three five to four. If I had to guess, um, but I think the whatever you don't give them, you put in that this is salary pool immediately. Well, and, and it'll be interesting if he'll call the defensive plays. You know, he might have a defense yeah. coordinator, but he might call a defense plays. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, Boiler Max said, just build towards 2024. We get Notre Dame at home. It's always one to circle on your calendars. Absolutely. But besides Jamarcus Shepard, is there any guys out there? I mean, I kind of looked at Walter's past. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see any names that jumped off the page to me. Um, that was mostly from his days at Missouri, Illinois. Um mm-hmm. I mean, he was cornerbacks coach at Memphis in 2014, cornerbacks coach at North Texas 2013, graduate assistant cornerbacks coach at Oklahoma in 2012. Uh, he was graduate assistant at Arizona for two years. And then, of course, he played at Wash- at Colorado and was also a student assistant there for one year. But didn't see really any names that jumped out, but wouldn't be shocked if he grabbed some former mm-hmm. guys he worked with, of course. And Illinois fans seem to think that he's going to bring one or two coaches over from uh, their staff. The uh, I saw the defensive line court coach, Jameson. Assuming, 
Terrence yeah, Jameson. assuming Hagen doesn't come back. Yeah, Jameson, who was at Purdue in for a year. 19, yeah. yeah. Which I remember, did he come from Wisconsin or I thought he came from Air like Force? Air Force. Or, yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was. Like, he I forgot about Wisconsin. that. Yeah. I he had a connection to Wisconsin. But I remember I thought that I think the Golden Black staff talked highly of him that he was a good up and coming coach, coach too. So yeah, kind of was assuming that he might come back. In regards to Leonard, I don't think Leonard's coming for a defense. I don't think he's taking a defensive coordinator job anywhere. That's not the NFL. Packers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's either looking for a head coaching job or a coordinator job in the NFL. I think that's – I mean, he's gotten the taste of it. I mean, he maybe thinks he got a raw deal. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to (laughs) not argue with the – I mean, Luke Fibire was incredible as much as I hate it. Um, But I think, yeah, I I don't see him. I think if we were to see him, it was going to be a head coach for us. No, no way. Brian Brom stays, right? I don't. I mean, I, I'm kind I of wouldn't be the idea. Opposed, I guess. No, I wouldn't be. A, I mean, I could see how it'd be weird, but also like if he's trying to break away and you know get his own, start his own journey. Um, I don't know. I would just. I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, I guess we'll kind of see. You know, maybe TBD after uh, the bowl game against LSU and see what kind of game plans he got together. Um, right, it'll be with a skeleton crew of staff and potentially players Andrew Brees. <laughs> um I don't yeah I don't I don't think I want Drew Brees as a coordinator um no I, I don't see him committing to something like that at no this time. I, I, I would I mean maybe like a consultant of some kind you know come in you know maybe help out with some film you know come in you know do some work with the guys but as like an actual like paid staffer for I mean for one honestly I want him for the NIL I want him to be you know pumping the boiler a lot more like a client and doing all that stuff. Um, doing what he does best, which is, you know, he loves Purdue and he loves to promote Purdue. And so I say, keep him doing that. Um, as, as, you know, as cool as it would be, but, you know, as we see a lot with, you know, legends taking, you know, taking a role in their, in their alma moderate, if it doesn't go well, it's not good for anybody. And it really kind of tarnishes the legacy and the relationship. Um, so I, I don't, I'd like to see him stay away from the staff. I mean, I know he's going to obviously do stuff with the bowl, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, now that bowls don't really matter, I think it's kind of, I hope we kind of see more of that, you know, especially with these coaches leaving right away and all that, like maybe have some, you know, alma mater celebrity coaches to kind of help out. Um, usually for games that, like I said, don't matter anymore. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, like going back to Brian, I don't, I wouldn't be opposed um, but I don't see it happening. I don't either, especially since Jeff's already been open to the media, Louisville media that he's coming down. And it is just kind of weird to me still that all these Louisville coaches or soon-to-be Louisville coaches are coaching Purdue. Mm-hmm. But I think Jeff Brom wanted to give Purdue a chance to at least be competitive in this game. And he probably did Bobinski a favor, but it's still just odd to me. I mean, you're giving these guys a couple weeks. Now you do have your head coach, your new head coach on campus. Yeah. Now it's going to be overseeing things and, 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 and watching and scouting the team as they get ready for their bowl prep. But it's still weird to me. You got, you're giving these coaches that are going to be gone here in a few weeks, a, a few more weeks to potentially talk these players into going yeah. south. Did uh, did you see someone posted like why doesn't like I which I kind of was and they're all like just get out like yeah like you said and then there was someone that suggested like go with like oh you're legends like okay let's throw Drew Brees Roosevelt Colvin right um, Mike Allstott like, Mike Allstott yeah. like throw out like Rod Woodson, like, throw him out there yeah. whatever it'd be terrible yeah. like it'd be hilarious yeah. I mean it'd, it'd, it'd be enjoyable it, it, but uh, yeah yeah uh, right uh, let, let Aiden O'Connell be the be a player coach. Yeah, might as well. He knows the office pretty well. Uh, yeah. Boiler Max says uh, Casey Woods at SMU. I believe that's a defensive backs coach. I, I have heard his name um, come up a little bit as a potential hire. Uh, Boiler Max actually said, also said, actually, I'm sure Joe Moorhead would like to get the hell out of Akron. Yeah, I don't think he's enjoying his time over there as head coach at Akron. He he was supposedly the backup plan when Brom was the hire in 2016 when he was the office coordinator at Penn State. And then he got up. Kind of rough deal at Mississippi State. Two years and they canned him. Uh, speaking of my, uh, speaking of uh, Mississippi State, prayers to Mike Leach's family. That's an awful, awful. awful ordeal and a huge loss for the sports world and the college football world. You're never going to find a coach yeah, funnier than that guy. He was one of a kind. And it was a cool thing. Kind of, I mean, it was going to be a downer, but I didn't, I didn't remember seeing this. But when Tiller died, he had posted a picture of like a cardboard cutout of Tiller, which I, you know, when he was the coach at Washington State, and I forgot. Tiller was a Washington State alum mm-hmm. or had some ties to it, but that was pretty cool. But yeah, that was Leach was, and at the time, like, I think when 
before we got Brom, that was kind of like a pie in the sky type of hire, you know, an air raid offense and all that. That would have been really cool. But yeah, it's, it's sad because he was, they said one of a kind, as I keep saying, like there was nobody yeah. in the sport, even in the NFL, they're you know, close to Mike Leach, and it's a huge loss. And, it's gonna, and I, there was a really touching interview, I think, with uh, Lane Kiffin on mm-hmm. ESPN, where he was like saying how, because they were, you know, SEC media days were hilarious with those two. They're always, you know, the crap. And Kiffin was talking about how it's, you know, you know, maybe sort of more for the fans in terms of the hatred of robberies because you can have a rivalry with schools and still, you know, love each other and, you know, just want to compete, um, which is what, you know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State have with those two coaches. So, yeah, it's uh, it really sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> Eric here on YouTube says, does uh, Ryan have a known motto? I really <laughs> don't want to hear play hard, chop wood, or row the boat type of crap. I think, I think someone – Again, on the board, who claims that they had a knew someone that like a former player from Illinois said that he kind of is the opposite of PJ Fleck. I think he is not the rah 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 type like that about I don't know, all about me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if he has one, that Purdue will uh, print some T-shirts. Um, that's for sure. Um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, Chris on YouTube also saying Casey Woods has a connection with Walters. Boiler Max wondering what the connection is. I just Googled that. It looks like he was the tight end coach at Missouri in 2020 and 2021. Excuse me, he's not the defensive backs coach at SMU. He's the offensive coordinator. I was way off. (laughs) That makes more sense. I was seeing the tight ends at Missouri. I'm like, that's weird. Tight ends and defensive backs. ah. I think the defensive back – Coach from Illinois is the one that I think is speculated is going to come over with Walter. You're right. You're right. You're right, Andrew. Yep. That's exactly. Yep. God, because that's I mean, our. We have a good friend who's a bandwagon Illinois football fan, so he says, but he's he's an Illinois fan. Through yes, he is. Yes, he um, is. He was saying how you know, in terms of this hire, you know, he was saying that Walters took essentially a bunch of Levy Smith recruits that were two star guys and turned them into you know. Well, Witherspoon's and he's going to be a, probably a first round draft pick. Most I mean, uh, is he mocked for that, or he can be high. I think he's mocked um, for first or second round. But uh, yeah, our our receivers had a heyday with him, making him out yeah, when we played him. Yeah, but it's like you know, I, I think about that. I was like, man, I wish he had like a year or two at Trice just to see what he could. I mean, Trice is already good, and I think Trice, Trice will play in the NFL. But like, man, I'd love to see. Not playing in the bowl game. No, no, he's not. I get it. I get it. We'll see if Charlie Jones does. I, I don't know. I'm a little doubtful there. A little doubtful there. Got a few other good questions on Twitter here. Uh, Fort Wayne's own ex-Boilermaker Walter Jordan put in some good questions here. He wanted to know about the staff, offense philosophy, recruiting, transfer portal, and NIL. So he kind of covered all bases here. Whew. Good thing we're experts. <laughs> yeah. I haven't paid any attention to the transfer portal as far as I just know that Purdue's only had the off- one offensive lineman and nobody else, and I haven't paid attention to who, what other teams have had lost guys. I know the Western Kentucky quarterback is going back to Western Kentucky yes. in the portal for a few days, but now he's staying. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there, though, if they want to go that route, if they don't want to roll the dice with Limo or Brady Allen, there's a lot of quarterbacks out. NC State's quarterback, I believe, is ranked kind of number one in the portal, but Virginia's mm-hmm. quarterback's number two, which if, if anybody wants a player for Virginia, and rightfully so, good move by the NCAA, they, every player gets an extra year on Virginia yeah. for the horrible, uh, tragic incidents that happened um, on that campus. Uh, mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, um, but there's a lot of good players out there. I mean, Alabama's had guys enter the portal. I mean, you name it, the programs have been hit by the portal. So it'll be interesting. You got to think. I mean, I mean, he has a week until early signing day, so he's got to get out there and make sure the rest of the recruiting class stays put. Try to get some guys in the portal for the next month or so. Try to keep the uh, Purdue players at bay without leaving, going anywhere. He's got a lot of work to do. He's got to hit the hit the ground, not only running but sprinting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, starting tomorrow with new, that press conference at noon and then get on the road. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> a lot of work to do. He's young. Boiler, Boiler Max, what would uh, would we take Derek Dooley? He, has, he was the OC at Mizzou when Walters was D.C. there. It's a name from the at? past. Where's, where's he at? Is he, is he working anywhere right now? Or? Was, he is uh, with uh, Alabama, I believe. He's the Yes, uh, analyst or some a QB analyst. analyst or something. I almost said I quarterback I coach, but yeah, yeah, I think that's, it was the, a QB that's where a lot of the yeah, retreads go. Mm-hmm. Is Alabama win with Saban and then get another 
get another look somewhere Speaking else. Speaking of, there were all the like the Bill O'Brien rumors, and but like that was that, that back yeah, speculation. I was getting yeah, a little worried. Like that, yeah. I wouldn't have hated it, but the by the thing that scared me was if any success, he's jumping. So yeah, I mean, I think it would have been like I don't think it would have lasted three years. Right, right. So he's not the nicest guy either. But man. no. Um, but I mean, going back to. You know, Walter's uh, question here. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know much. I mean, there was a thing, you know, our friend had said, you know, he didn't seem to be the best recruiter. And obviously that can change. But know, then I, I've seen some national recruiting websites say that he can broaden Purdue's uh, recruiting ceiling to a national spectrum. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's all kind of, you know, hearsay or whatever. But, you know, that's, again, going back to. He's only 36 years old. Like, how can you classify him? Like, I, I don't know. I didn't really know if he's a good recruiter or not. I mean, he's only been coaching for 10 years, and the first half of that was working his way up in the position coach. And so, or, I mean, recruiter, like what we just talked about, I mean, like, yeah, the people that he's eye for talent and developing is a big part of it, too, is knowing who's going, seeing that potential. But I don't know. I I think he'll be fine recruiting wise. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to the whole thing about you know coordinators. That's the hitting, getting those hires right to where guys who love to recruit and love to get out on the road and, and talk to kids. I think that's going to be the the big thing on those. As much as it is, you know, schematics in terms of the game plan. Thad Mooney said to work in lovely slogans and hitting the ground running for the incoming staff. A throwback to the Tiller days. Full steam ahead. That was a good one. That Shout was one of their better ones. <laughs> yeah, full steam ahead podcast. That was one of their better, their better yeah. slogans. I will say, one of their. Um, I miss those uh, season posters. I, not mm-hmm. that I mean, Purdue does a good job now, but I feel like everybody used to get real creative with those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nil. Can you I'm not back to Jumbo Heroes. Speaking of that, can we bring back to Jumbo Heroes? Sure. Why yeah, not? Those were the best. Nil. I'm not sure. Um, you know, Purdue's yeah. got the Boilermaker Alliance. Uh, Big Ten money's coming in. I know that's not real NIL related, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, mean, I don't have a good. I mean, he's a young guy, so I feel like I mean, it's, not, it's not like he's a, he's a true players coach. So I feel like just from what we've heard so far, even just the video of him giving Mockaby the scholarship, I mean, the fact that's his first thing he does. Like, was that really like... his first time? You think seeing the team like that was what he did? He didn't even say like, "Hey guys," it was literally like, "Where's Devin?" I, mean, I, 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 be, so. I bet be there was funny. some talk to, and then they yeah. cut to that part. But yeah. yeah. That movie says hashtag bring back Rowdy. No kidding. Absolutely. I think, I mean, with him being young, um, I feel like him being a player, so I think, I think he'll definitely lean into the NIL when you have to. Yep. I mean, you can't – that if you don't, then you're going to die. And that's what so. – actually, I don't know how much of that is on him versus Purdue sports mm-hmm. administration, sports – the state administrative right. team setting that off. Like, I don't think, like, he has to worry about that. I'm sure he has people that do that, and – and then right. that's where he, but he could be sure the one good relationship. Yeah, but he's yeah. also he's got to he's got to be having relationships with Roosevelt Colvin and Rod Woodson mm-hmm. and Drew Brees, the guys that are going to Cash help checks. also raise that money and yes, donate, but also be a name to raise money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jared Justelitis has a good question here. Jared of one hundred one point seven, the Hammer. Uh, compare uh, Walter's coaching style to some other more well-known coaches. Great question. <laughs> it is a good question. Wish uh, I had a good answer. For I, it. I would say they were uh, Illinois defense was very aggressive, and I did yeah. not, didn't like it other than about the eight pass interference calls they got <laughs> uh, against Purdue a couple months ago. I think they, I think uh, I think I saw a report that they, he pretty much is going to play man-to-man defense like Matt Painter. That was what the joke was. I love it. Love it. No zone. Yeah. yeah, no zone. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Now, how are we going to get suppressed? Are we going to press or are we not going to press? Because we don't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One um, one guy can press. He can just <laughs> just not one guy on the line. Everybody else can back up. It's a good question though, because. This is something that's hard for us three to really cover because we've never seen a Purdue defensive-minded head coach hired in our lifetime. The last time mm-hmm. Purdue hired a defensive-minded head coach was Leon Burnett, and that but unfortunately didn't work out very well. Joe Joe Tiller was the Purdue defensive coordinator in the 80s, which yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> I knew he was on the staff. I couldn't told you what he did. He went um, from, could you imagine, speaking of going from a defensive coordinator and then being hired the next year as an offensive coordinator? At a yeah, at school? Washington State. <laughs> 
uh, where he uh, office coordinator yeah, for yeah. Drew Bledsoe, I believe. But this, if Purdue did that, if Purdue, so if Purdue oh. hires Mark Hagan as an offensive coordinator tomorrow, there'd be mutiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work out well. Probably not. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I was talking to my dad today during my lunch hour about the hire, and we and we were talking about how a lot of the fan base seemed upset, you know, and and he said, well, I think we could hire Ryan Day, and some of our fans would have been upset, and and he said he said he could imagine if social media was around when Gene Cady was hired from Western Kentucky. He said, "It's true." After Still going to a Final Four with Lee Rose yeah. and hi- uh, hired yeah. Gene Cady, he said, or even Matt Painter when Matt Painter yeah, was hired, even though a lot wanted yeah. him, but he, he said even then people would have complained. So I didn't know what the reaction was when they hired Painter because I remember there was like I, I I remember this one thing vividly because I mean we were young. I mean we were in middle school when it uh-huh. happened. I remember like watching something on the news when he was announced or whatever, and they're like they had interviewed some fans throughout the press conference, and like everybody kept saying like. It's gonna be good for recruiting, and I was like, "That's when I was kind of starting to realize what recruiting was." And then, lo and behold, we get Robbie Hummel, John Johnson, Etwan Moore, yeah. Scott Martin. So I guess they were right. They probably they probably also said his suits are too big or something. <laughs> Back then, in like 06, yeah. 07, his suits looked pretty goofy. Yeah, yeah. Really, the first coaching high. I mean, I kind of remember a little bit of the Danny Hope search, but I just remember being more shocked that they chose Danny Hope over Brock Spack. And mm-hmm. I, I know Paul Chris was in the mix too before he went to Pittsburgh. Uh, but besides that, I don't – I mean, we were in high school. I wasn't following it yeah. too closely yet. But then I do remember the, the Hazel. The I remember search. being – I remember with that being kind of like excited because I was like, oh, we're doing exactly what Katie did with Painter where we brought him in for a year, you know, let him, you know, be on staff while Tiller finishes out his last year. I was like, it's going to work for Painter. It's going to work for, for Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really work for Daniel. Not so much. Not, not like, much. Didn't we talk about this that about, what, about eight years ago, Tanner? Yeah, ten years ago. Tanner probably had a tweet out there somewhere about Daryl Hazel being hired. Oh, I know. I was, I was excited. <laughs> that would have been uh, nine years ago. Uh, I was yeah. thrilled. I was thrilled. Yeah, two years. That was the most fun I've been of a coaching search I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I was actually more pumped initially for him than I was Jeff Brom. So mm-hmm. that's I was why today like, paying somebody two million dollars. I was like, oh, okay, we're stepping up. We're in the we're in the big boy leagues now. And then lo and behold, years later. Today, I, I will say Ryan Walters wasn't my number one choice. wasn't who I was expecting, but I let it simmer a little bit before I mm-hmm. let my thoughts out. And then the more as today went on, I'm like. You know, I'm actually okay with this. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to bring some juice, and it all comes down to what OC hires in the staff. Mm. Babinski's a pro with this. That's kind of yep. cool. it's all people like, you know, calling for Babinski, and especially with the whole thing of like, it's been a week. Uh, it's old. I guess it's been a week since Satterfield left. Um, essentially, a week since we lost Bronx. We all know exactly what happened mm-hmm. as soon as that was going to happen. Um, to then, like, not having a coach for a couple of days. Meanwhile, Brian Brom and potentially Hagen were going to be going to Louisville, but they're coaching our team for three more weeks. Like people were definitely getting on about how, you know, Brom, you know, pulled the wool over his eyes or, you know, you know, whatever. But um, I think at the towards the end, like it was just, we had to just trust him because he's done this before at multiple levels. So I think we were, I think we we're definitely need to just trust him. Babinski. I don't know if that Mooney's a genius or if he's just used this and, Trying to make himself look smart, but an hour ago, Purdue put a, a uh, picture of Walters in the stadium with the motto, full steam ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank God. Hey, we talked about our Let's Play Football shirts are in the trash, right? <laughs> <laughs> the shop needs to come out with I mean, some full just, steam ahead shirts. Huh? I'm just looking at Twitter. There's a lot of praise from the media out there. A guy named... Cole Thompson, who is a NFL and college football reporter, Big 12 SEC Texas at Fan Nation. He said Ryan Walters will end up being one of, if not the all-capitalized best head coaching hire of the offseason. His physical style of coaching transformed Illinois' defense from bottom dweller in the Big Ten to top unit nationally. Purdue is trending upward in not just the conference, but in college football. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that, it. That guy's we'll like, what's, run what's off the He's going to run out of Knucklehead Central right now. This guy's oh, yeah. Off. Someone's already tweeting old old yeah. or old takes exposed or something after we after we, after we go five and seven. The next year. State or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what's the – like Purdue has not had back-to-back winning coaches since like the 30s, which yeah, is – Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, like, when's the last time we had a coach that left? I think we talked about this, Tanner, on the podcast last week. When's the last time we had one that left on their own 
I think like, it was. I could be mistaken. I think it was Jim Yun. I think he left and went to okay. Army. I think. Yeah. Well, I think I. So what was it with Tiller? Like, how, like Purdue had only been to like ten bowl games in like mm-hmm. history or something like that before Tiller, and then Tiller rattles off all of them in a row, and yeah, it goes yeah. ten out of twelve years. Yeah. yeah. So then. Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot of success before two thousand. <laughs> no. Pull up. Pull up. Boilermax's comment there. All right. Ten. The... Uh, oh, the one from earlier here. From okay. Yeah. Uh, can Brom take shout with him as part as a Please. as part of a parting gift? Of God, take it. <laughs> What's wrong yeah. with it? It's run its course. It's run yeah. its course. Well, I think part of it too, because like, when did it start? Like, was it was it the Hope era, or did it start with Hayes? It had to have been Hope. No, it was at least Hope. It might have been. And it might have been Tiller. I, I know it definitely yeah. was Hope because I know Tiller came back and did it at a night game when That's Hope was right. coach. Do they still bring out like the alumni or notable people? Yeah, but now they, they stand on the field instead of the press yeah. box, which was cool when they did it in the press box. Because Jay Nivey did it for the Penn State, which yeah. was cool because it was night game and all that. But yeah, I used to do it in the, the press box. Yeah, they'd hang like, up the side. Yeah. see who it was. Yeah, cause I, think, I think Hummel did it one year or something. But and I do remember they were like, oh, I saw Drew Brees walking around Slater Hill or something. <laughs> But I just remember just like being a student during the Hazel years, and like there's three thousand people there at the start of the fourth quarter. They're trying to do shout, and it's like <laughs> the opposing team is dancing because they're up forty eight to seven. <laughs> it's just and then it went from three thousand to one thousand because yeah. those people were just waiting for shout, and then they're like, ah, yeah. now we're piecing out. So yeah, uh, Bria Shackelford from uh, WLFI. So local uh, CBS affiliate there in, in Lafayette said Ryan Walters already re- reaching out to 2023 commits and starting to make personal connections. That all caps is the type of coach Purdue football is getting. I hope to God he'd be doing that. <laughs> like to be honest. And uh, some more uh, staff updates from Tom uh, Dean Hurt of uh, Golden Black. Uh, Tight end coach Ryan Wallace has left to join Jeff Brom's staff in Louisville. Assistant director of recruiting Justin Sins will coach tight ends and produce bowl game for LSU. Wallace joins Chris Barclay, Ron English, and Garrick Garrick McKee, McGee uh, leaving for Louisville right away. Can you take Dale? Sorry, I said that out loud. <laughs> Dale is going. So, I never thought that was official. I thought there was. A I rumor. thought he was going. Yeah. I think well, he was listed for... off all the coaches. He wasn't one of them. Yeah. Well, those are the ones that are there now. Not oh. the. I mean, oh, they're like okay. Hagen, Brom, yeah. a few others are going to coach through the bowl game, then go. So. Yeah. I think on the list, I think that originally they put out like a week ago was. Like, I thought he was on there. He was. He was. He was, but oh, I thought that was okay. more of like a speculate. A spe- Speculation, excuse me. Thad Mooney talking about Joe Tiller. Tiller's first 15 years of coaching, he was on the defense side of the ball with various positions and defense coordinator. And Thad is also saying, I guess, he's guessing he is a genius for saying full steam ahead earlier. So, yeah. so he had that sign made already, Thad? Get that, get <laughs> yeah. working on it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I feel uh, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, time's gonna tell. I'm at least gonna give the guy a chance. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I always do that with my sports teams. I mean, these hires might not be my number one choice. More times than not, they're not my number one choice. Are whether you it's doing that this year with the Broncos with Hackett or what? oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's he's gone. I don't care that they came back down twenty seven, almost beat the Chiefs. He's gone. He I think he knows he's gone. But uh, which I I don't like one and done coaches, but. It's the NFL. There's no patience, yeah. especially when you're spending a quarter of a billion dollars on the quarterback. Um, that's a, I can and do a whole what? podcast on that. I'm going to stop. But <laughs> um, any, anyways, but so more times than not, I'm not going to get on their case until they start losing games and in college yeah. losing games for multiple years. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, but got to give them a chance. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what that was yeah. frustrating me today about Purdue's fan base. So many people saying, "Well, I'm calling John Purdue Club tomorrow and getting rid of my tickets and blah blah." blah. Okay, do it. That opens yeah. up the seat for somebody who wants to go to the games cuz Yeah. I mean, what what are you going to do about it? He is yeah. our football coach. Back the guy. I mean, Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember the I mean, the fan base was at an all-time low when Hazel but before Braun was just like I mean, anybody would have but you know, sparked right. hopefully some excitement. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Which um, I think actually kind of back to that. I think I felt the same way when Brown was hired because I was kind of like, Oh, great. We've got, they're going to score, we're going to score 50 points. And we're going to give up 48 points or something. Cause that's what they were doing at Western Kentucky. And then 
I think it was announced at noon. I was like, eh, whatever. And then yeah. by the end of the day, I was like, okay, this is going to be nice. Okay, I'm, I'm on board with this. It's pretty much how it went today. Andrew Thad's saying, order to yeah. sign right now. We'll start cutting it up and drop it off Friday <laughs> when he heads up north. So uh, if, if everybody out there don't, doesn't know, Thad Mooney, loyal uh, viewer, listener of the podcast, and a good friend of the podcast, he uh, owns a company, Mooney Woodcrafts, and makes custom uh, wood, woodcraft signs. So, and he can, he may. I used to have it. I need to get it back up on my wall here. Uh, boiler. He made one for the boiler breakdown. So, yeah. you put that sponsorship bill in the mail, Tanner, for Thad there. Yeah. Yep. No free ads, Thad. <laughs> uh, Brian on Facebook. Any Illinois recruits you feel he may pull? That's a good question. I meant to pull up their recruiting class. No, there's a, a couple of good defensive backs, even for 20. Uh, what would that be? Recruiting class of 23 or 24? The 23 this year, year 24 yeah. next year, yeah. Yeah, it confused me with early signing day now if they're 2022 yeah. or 2023 or what do, you, what do you call it. But, yeah, it I would mean, be he's, 2023. He's got a uh, a four-star safety committed from uh, West Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but so he's from – where's Walter? He went to play at Colorado, but where is he Where is he? Where is he from? California or something? He's at West Coast, wasn't he? So he doesn't have any ties. Where was Walt? Where is Walter from? Played at Colorado. Yeah, oh, he's from Colorado. Like he's like from Aurora, Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking yeah. West Coast. Yeah, like yeah. California or something. Yeah, because I did. So he see doesn't some... have much ties to the Midwest other than his no. time at Missouri. He, he was a here, finalist but... for the Colorado job before mm-hmm. Dion popped his head up, up out there. And which, which I had a good friend of ours text me. Go, you know, if Dion struggles at Colorado, that if Walters does well, he's just going to leave us for Colorado. I said, if Dion struggles at Colorado, nobody's ever going to win a Colorado. Yeah. With the amount of talent think, he's going to get. Uh, again, too. I mean, I think there was a room. I don't know if it was ever officially reported there. I saw something about like how he was a finalist for it, but he actually turned them down. Because saw that he too. Be yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I can, I get, I mean, we just went through it obviously with Brown and Lou, but I was like, I feel like going to Colorado would be not great because again, going back to the big 10, the expansion, like Colorado is on anyone's radar to scoop them up and bring them into another conference. And for football, for basketball, I don't know what they're good at. I mean, Beautiful campus. That's, that's all about. I know. I know about them, but except their basketball, Todd Boyle. All of a sudden, he's got like two five stars coming in next year. Hmm. Yeah, or maybe a five and a four, but something like it kind of raised my eyebrows. Like, whoa, like, yeah, where's that coming from? But you're right. It's a beautiful campus. No I can see why people basketball. would want to go out there, but and, and, and no, and Dion. In Colorado's not a college sports state by any means. No, it's, no. It's Broncos first, second, third, fourth. It doesn't matter what <laughs> like right now if they're three and ten, that's the main team. And that's including the Avalanche who are the defending Stanley Cup yeah. champs. So um uh Boiler Max right here. Good question here. Uh, and go back to Brian's question. I, I, I figure he's gonna try to pull some Illinois recruits. I'm, I'm not sure. sure. I think we'll get like as I as we've already seen with Purdue, like we've lost a couple guys a little. I think we'll see a couple. I don't. I don't expect a ton, um, but I think we'll get probably one or two. Like you usually see with a coaching change, especially if they, they were tied mostly to that coach, especially with him being a D coordinator. I, I see mostly probably, you know, defensive side of the ball right. coming to Purdue versus I'm, offense. I'm kind of thinking, yeah, not as much on the high school. How many of the Illinois guys that are going to go in the portal that'll want to yeah. follow him? That's very true. Coming from that good defense. Um, Boiler Max here says uh, he thinks next year will be the first time since before Brom that we opened the season with a quarterback with no prior start. Correct him if he's wrong. Sindelar, and he just he just corrected himself. Sindelar <laughs> in 2017 and Brom's first first game. Oh, Sindelar sure. not yeah. started prior That's to that. Sure. But yeah, because we went through uh, Sindelar and then uh, Sindelar started in 2018, even though Blau played a majority of the year. Sindelar mm-hmm. started in 2019. 2020 yeah, was <laughs> 2020 was. Um, Aiden, and then 2021 was Plummer, and then this year was Aiden. So, yeah. But I was thinking about that. That's a good point, though. I was thinking about quarterbacks under Brom. I mean, he inherited Blau and Sindelar Mm -hmm. from Hazel. Never got to really – never got to really – I mean, I guess O'Connell was was his quarterback during his time. I guess Plummer. He got Plummer. Right. Didn't really work out. Yeah. So, I think – I mean, Aiden Aiden was a recruited to be a walk-on. Right. But, yeah, I mean, for a guy who is known for his quarterback coaching, we never really got to see a full development. Even mm-hmm. though, I mean, Aiden, don't get me wrong, his story is unbelievable. But I'm guess, I guess what I mean, a full de- development of a scholarship recruited mm-hmm. quarterback. Right. A guy who came, who came in expecting to be a starter at some point, you know, sophomore, junior, whatever. Like, like we thought Plummer was going to be. Like that was kind of his first 
big quarterback recruit. And obviously, we hope Alamo or Brady Allen's going to be the guy, uh, which I guess time will tell. Yep. Yep. This one, this one more common here. This is we've gone 50 minutes without even talking about the other news that came out this week about Purdue basketball being number one in the country. Oh, no. It, it, I was going to say that. I mean, I mean, we, we, we will uh, – <laughs> Probably uh, hit that up on more on our next podcast, but it it is amazing when you get on Purdue websites today, and we have the number one ranked basketball <laughs> team, and it's not the first four headlines today. And like, there's been there been there four different articles about Ryan Walters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is pretty incredible. But uh, you're being ranked number one. Oh, it's. I didn't think we'd see top twenty this year, let alone. That's that's sorry, that yeah, let alone it. When it happened, I was like, I was didn't think I'd be thought we'd be lucky to crack top twenty five. Like yep. just not. I mean, I was. I said it before. I was kind of looking forward to have a year of just like just watching, just to, kind of like twenty twenty. But uh, now we've got some expectations, and it makes every game like that Saturday game incredibly stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's stop with those stressful games for a little bit. I forgot. To, I even said to my fiance when we were watching, it goes on every time. I'm like, I forgot how stressful these college basketball games can be. She goes, Oh, <laughs> not me, yeah. not me. I remember. Yeah, I got. I like these. You know, double digit wins over Gonzaga, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's it's been a fun day on the Big Ten Network today. It's kind of been all about Purdue. They were talking about the Ryan Walters hire, and then then Trent Meacham was talking up Purdue basketball and Braden Smith, giving Braden Smith some really high compliments today. And then I saw this evening uh, there was two Purdue classics on against uh, football in Tennessee last year in the Music City Bowl huh. and basketball 08 against Davidson, which was, wasn't was really a classic game. I mean, it was a great game from Purdue standpoint, but yeah. I mean, I mean, when you got up as much now, as 23 like... in that game. Yeah, look back of who we were playing because I saw someone tweet. It was like Curry was still going by Stefan at the time. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't even known as Steph. He was yet. so skinny. Oh, he was. oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Carl on YouTube here says there's a floor at Purdue. Daryl Hazel was nine and thirty-three, a winning percentage of point two one four. Ryan Walters' first season will likely be a rough one. I tend to be very patient. That's a good way yeah. to look at it. Um, so, do you think? Do you think he's? I mean, obviously through the interview process with. Zabinski, and he even touched on it with the press conference about Purdue has the history of the offense and slinging, mm-hmm. slinging it around. Right. Is Purdue going to have that? Are they going to be throwing the ball 50 times a game next year? I would still I – would, I wouldn't say maybe not 50 times. Maybe it's more a little more balanced, but I still think it's more pass first than run. I'd be surprised if it's not. But once again, it goes to who he mm-hmm. hires as office coordinator. But I do think – I went back and watched a little of Babinski's press conference again today, and that was interesting when he hit on that question – made me kind of think there there was my clue he was kind of looking at a defensive minded head which, coach which everybody, possibly which, which everybody assumed was Leonard at the time I right think. because he said I'm not worried about that I just want a coach who can win um that was interesting which at the time last week when he said I'm like okay he's keeping all possibilities open but I don't think any of us really thought we were going to hire a defensive minded head coach just because we haven't done that in so many years mm-hmm. um but no I think uh I think the fan base just has to be open-minded be patient um you can turn programs around and keep success going quicker than it used to be able to now with the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. So um, different. It's not as easy as basketball where you can, it's no, a couple of big no. transfers, but football, right. yeah, you can definitely, and who knows? I mean, you can plug some yeah, holes losing like, a lot with Charlie yeah. Jones and O'Connell, but still, I mean, Brady Allen was highly recruited. Alamo was highly recruited. Who knows what yeah, quarterback could come in and then it could be <clears> kind of right back where we are in a year or so. I mean, next year, looking at the schedule, and I mean, I'm not going to predict any games or anything, but uh, start at, at home. At home, yes. Let's start at home September 2nd against Fresno State, like I said, defending Mountain West champions. Uh, then you go to Blacksburg against Virginia Tech on September 9th, host uh, Syracuse September 16th, host Wisconsin September 23rd. Walters did have good good results against Wisconsin this year. Um it's nice to get them early on the schedule. Yeah. We've never played them in September, at least as far as I can remember. Then we get Illinois, which that game just got more interesting for the Cannon on September 30th. Go to uh, Iowa City on October 7th. Host the Buckeyes on October 14th. Have a bye week. Then we go play Matt Rule at Nebraska uh, October 28th. Go play Harbaugh in a Big Ten championship rematch November 4th. Host the Boat Rowers of Minnesota on November 11th. Go to Evanston on November 18th and then host Indiana on November 25th. So, yeah. I mean, 
still bowls possible. It's going to be tough. Okay. It's going to be tough. But, I mean, you know, if he can make a bowl next year, my goodness, they're off and running yeah. um, ahead of expectations. And, and you know, it's interesting whenever we analyze and criticize and break down coaching hires, nobody knows how they're going to turn out. We mm-hmm. think Fickle at Luke Fickle at Wisconsin and um, Matt Rule at Nebraska are be home run hires, but we don't know. We've been wrong before uh, on both sides. Not. Scott Frost is a home run hire. Exactly. I think at the time when Archie Miller was hired, I was like, ah, that could be bad. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Bad when that happened, I was like, yeah. I was like, crap, that is a great hire by them. Yep. So And it was for us. <laughs> <laughs> so you just never know how they're gonna turn out. I mean, we like to think and we like to think we can look through a crystal ball, but yeah, till they get on the football field or on the basketball court, you just don't know. You just don't know. So, but I do like everything that Purdue social media has been putting out. He's been meeting the coaches. He met Matt Painter. He met Kitty Gerald's. I'm sure he's got to meet Dave Chandel if he hasn't already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they've met. I'm mean, maybe it's been already on social media. I haven't been on in a little while, but and it's uh, got to be pretty. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, not, but it's got to be pretty cool from that standpoint. I mean, like with I don't know. I've heard other people talk about this too. But like, you know, when this coach, when a coach meets Painter, it's like he's the living environment of what you can do at Purdue if you do things the right way and you know go go do what you're supposed to do. Like we're gonna be, you know, we're we're a loyal fan base. We're a loyal school. Like if you do what you're supposed to do and always try and make improvements. Like well, there's you're probably going gold black right now, and there's got to be a couple people saying fire Painter somewhere. Um, yeah. Well, if they are, they need they need oh, stripped of their board privileges right now. Yeah, but it's I mean, I mean he was kind of saying I think people are saying it too, but like Brom with Painter is like you can look at Painter and just see like I mean Brom could have had that too. I mean obviously, and I, and again going back to understand why he left, but like he could have easily probably had that type of career at Purdue if he yeah. if he wanted it. I still think, um, and, and you know, I know we're talking Ryan Walters tonight, and we're we're glad he's here in the thirty seventh uh, Purdue uh, head football coach in the history of the program. But I still think if Jeff Rom is from anywhere else besides Louisville, he's still Purdue's coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think he takes that job. Yeah. I think Purdue's a better job. Louisville, but Louisville might have an easier path to the college football playoff. Easier path. You've got you know again a fan base. Uh, Bunch of nut jobs. That, three like, years that, from now, where's Jeff from? Is he on the hot? How many seat? years? How many years? Three, three years. From nah, now, he's, he's, on comfortable. The hot he's, he's comfortable. He's comfortable there. Three years. I, I think. I mean, you got a family, so you've got an administration that all they care about is winning, and so they're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I mean. With they go six and six next year, they're going to be I, upset about. That. I'm thinking more in terms of like nil, like doing whatever it takes to do exactly. To and win. when when they do everything, like like <laughs> or some bourbon money, ma'am. Yeah. Or some bourbon money. Did you see? Did you see that? Well, then, like Vince Morrow from Kentucky, that even yeah. like even the Purdue writers have talked about how sleazy he is, mm-hmm. like pretty yeah. openly about him before pre nil, and he's going to uh, potentially go with him to Louisville from Kentucky. Like, are, are you guys hoping Jeff Brom has success at Louisville? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I want him to do. Well. I I still am very thankful for what he did at Purdue. Yeah. I understand why he left. Seven to eight wins. I'm good yeah. with that. I, want him I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him making the playoffs. If he makes the playoff, I'm gonna be so. He, he can whoop IU these next three years. He can whoop Notre Dame every time they play. I'm good with that. But yeah. Um, I mean, this like was that. come out with uh, again. Maybe it's people. It sounds like sour grapes about all that's come out about him after he's left. Now about the culture issues and lack of discipline, the academic issues that's come out that sounds kind of like, oh, he's not here anymore. This guy's a jerk. He left, so now we're just gonna arrow this all out. That. Yeah, who knows how true it is, but it does. They've kind of even Brian Newbert has hinted at about like the the Bromco, the whole that. Uh, like I think Bromo, like they almost pulled like his like credentials from a game because he asked like a difficult question, and they're like, "Never again, you're not gonna like." It just seems like they operated differently, even that's coming. Mm-hmm. Out. I, don't know I mean, so yeah, I mean, the whole thing, the whole like family, yeah, thing, which is kind of think was weird and probably rubbed some people the wrong way, which I get. Uh, here's what Bobinski, I was trying to find this quote. Here's what he said about Ryan Walters today. He said, from an early point in the search process, Walters stood out because of the energy, passion, and intelligence he displayed as a defense coordinator in both the Big Ten Conference and Southeastern Conference. His uh, meteor- m- meteoric rise in the coaching profession is in large part due to his unique ability to connect with student-athletes as both a coach and mentor. Yeah. So, And, and he said something about fitting in perfectly with the Purdue culture and the community, too. So he's I won think, black and gold uh, before multiple times. Yep. So. Yep. So and 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 he's he's coached at Purdue before, not only at Illinois but at Missouri. Mm-hmm. So, 
on defense in that crazy shootout that there was no defense played that night <laughs> on, on either side of the ball. So, uh, yeah, Drew Locke against David Blau, two NFL quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, two bench warmers. Um, <laughs> I getting that paycheck. That's okay. That's okay. David's supposed to be. Drew Locke was not supposed to be. Right. So, uh, any final thoughts, guys, as we uh, – Start to wrap. No, I'm excited. Up. I'm excited to see kind of what transpires between now and the bowl game. I mean, it's kind of always a weird time of like, I mean, now we've even got a little bit of a longer break than from a bowl game between the end of the season. Usually it's, you know, right after Christmas, but now we have to wait until after New Year's. But you see, like, uh, that's obviously what I'm going to be looking at is, you know, you know, OC, DC, strength and conditioning is going to be a huge thing. You know, can our offensive linemen not break their backs every year um, and you have to retire? Um, that's why <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Obviously, like seeing who's going to be playing in this bowl game, and uh, please God keep it close to LSU because yeah, I don't just, I just let don't this be a heart of Dallas or a Music City Bowl 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, Ugh. yeah, but yeah, I would love to be Brian Kelly, but it's I don't know. It's just weird feelings going into this bowl game, but I feel a little better now that we that Purdue actually has a coach. Um, sure. Before when it was like this, like lame Wild duck West. staff. <laughs> yeah, it's like none of us are going to be here tomorrow. So yeah. what are we even yeah. playing for? That was kind of like nobody's going to play. Why would even the players like really want to play? <laughs> it it got to give Mike Bobensky credit too. In the in the world of 2022, to keep this search so quiet was unbelievable. How yeah. it literally didn't get leaked until. The official announcement was remarkable. I mean, there was barely anything on like, oh, Todd Monken interviewed. We think, we think he interviewed. We're pretty sure he interviewed. And then yeah, like, we think they like, we think Purdue talked to Helton and it's like, oh yeah, if, if, may, if, maybe yeah. there's nothing. It yeah, it was like Shepard's a is probably a first candidate for a Western Kentucky head coaching job. Should Helton take another job? Dot dot. Yeah. That's like okay. That obviously means you know Helton's coming, but then. Nope. Speculation. Yeah. Yep. It, it was that was it was insanely quiet. It was nuts. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. It was. You know, the few, uh, couple coaching searches I've been through as a fan on message boards. It was never like this. It was crazy. Are you? Um, are you? Uh, maybe we can. Maybe we can talk. It doesn't matter because we're at an hour now. But are you surprised it took nine days from? I mean, I am. Yeah. Basically, I thought we'd days. have something announced by Sunday evening, and uh, yeah, I thought Monday at the absolute latest. Yeah. what we talked about, Tanner. I think it's like when. Yeah. We'd stop feeling. We would start to feel nervous, and I sure as hell was feeling nervous. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was. It yeah. was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was really bad. I was. I was gonna be in full panic mode if we got through today without anything. I just. It's, I was gonna yeah, start saying, "Hire high school coach. <laughs> hire somebody. Just, just anybody. Hire me. I'll go take the job for way less than you pay these guys." So, yeah, but no, it's uh, it's fun. Ryan Walters era has begun. Purdue football. Mm-hmm. So, and shout out to our sponsors, both sponsors, Mad Mushroom and the shop. Mad Mushroom, right now, the pizza of the month is the breakfast bomb. It's their signature sausage, gravy, onions, green peppers, diced potatoes, bacon, cheddar, and mozzarella cheeses, and served with a side of hot sauce. Only starting at $14. So, get two of those bad boys. That puts you over $20. You can tell them the boiler breakdown sent you. Or use the discount code BREAK5, B-R-E-A-K-5, online for $5 off any order over $20. Make sure you get some cheese sticks there. Uh, the home of the original cheese stick. Best cheese sticks around, not only in West Lafayette, slash Lafayette, state of Indiana, the country, the world. Yeah. Best cheese sticks, Mad Mush, serving Boilermakers for a long time. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. In the shop, of course, you can get great merch for uh, 25% off with discount code BREAKDOWN. Evan's wearing one of their shirts tonight. He's repping right there with the boiler up with, uh, I couldn't tell, Purdue It Was that a basketball Purdue shirt? Pete. Yep, basketball shirt. Yeah. Basketball shirt. Yep, yep. Good looking Actually, they one posted, there. And I, I shared it on our Twitter page. They shared that, uh, I think it was last month or this month, the number one seller right now is the Purdue Script hoodie on their, on their, on their Beautiful. store. Beautiful. So if you want to get it for Christmas. I know I asked for for Christmas, so and I <laughs> come on, like, hey. Santa. Yep, he says he's used promo code breakdown twenty five percent off. Um, they got a lot of great stuff, and they're gonna continue to come out with with awesome merch as we continue through the basketball season. <clears throat> that that discount's only good for their online store, theshopindy.com, but they also have two um, 
actual in-person stores. Brick and too. mortar locations. Carmel, one, one, yeah, one in Carmel, one in Broad Ripple. If you're on the Broad Ripple, mind the uh, the sidewalk construction that's happening. But uh, they're still open. They're still rocking. They're still kicking. Great people. Uh, awesome, awesome clothing. Awesome. I say I've got a the drum uh, drink or glassware, so they've got a bunch of good stuff. Absolutely. So get yourself some pizza, some cheese sticks, some merch, all the above. Christmas is still 12 days away. You got time. You got time. So, all right, fellas, unless you guys have any other closing remarks, let's uh, boil it up, uh, hammer down, and uh, beat the uh, Wildcats in the Indy Classic on Saturday. And uh, full steam ahead. Keep this train rolling. (laughs)